Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thanks so much for joining me today on this chapter day journey. Genesis 38 is where we're at. And it was verse 25 that resonated. It says, as Tamar was being brought out, she sent a message to her father-in-law, Judah. I am pregnant by the man who owns these, she said. And she added, see if you recognize whose seal and cord and staff these are. Today's podcast is entitled, Different Times, Same Journey. I have blogged often in my posts about my maternal great-grandmother, Daisy, who was the celebrated matriarch of my mother's family. The untold story of Grandma Daisy is her complicated relationship and marriage with her husband, Will. As heralded as Daisy was in my family for her faith, joy, strength, and fortitude, Will was remembered by my family as a tragically broken man who, from birth, was trapped in circumstances that were not of his own making and from which he never could truly escape. One of the challenges for modern readers of Genesis is to understand the social customs and mores of the tribal Near Eastern Mesopotamian cultures in the time of 1900 BC. Now, there are aspects of humanity and human behavior in which nothing is new under the sun. At the same time, the matters of daily life, systems of family, marriage, commerce, religion, government, survival, and culture are largely foreign to me as a 21st century reader. Today's chapter is a fascinating lesson in the roles of men and women with regard to marriage and widowhood back in that day and culture. I mean, it was a true patriarchal system. A woman had no status but for her husband and or sons. She could not own land or inherit an estate. Widows were particularly vulnerable in that day and age. Unless her husband's family agreed to marry her to a relative and she produced male offspring, that's called a leveret marriage, in the terms of that day, she could either return to her father's household if he would have her or try and survive by prostitution or the generosity of others. Once again, the recurring theme of deception crops up in today's story. Now we're in the fourth generation of Abraham. In yesterday's chapter, Joseph's brothers deceived their father into thinking his favorite son had been killed by a wild animal. In today's chapter, Judah's eldest two sons die, leaving him to care for his daughter-in-law, Tamar. He promises to marry her to his third son once he was of age and sends her back to her family, as was the custom of that day. He didn't keep his word, however, and married his youngest son off to another, leaving Tamar with few options. Now, Judah knew he was not keeping his pledge to Tamar, This was yet another deception. Tamar, left in the vulnerable position with no recourse, shrewdly beats Judah at his own family's game of deception. Eerily similar similar to Judah's father's deception of Isaac, Tamar disguises herself, pretends to be a prostitute in order to get Judah to sleep with her and impregnate her. Having birthed the son by Judah, he is forced to bring Tamar and his son into the family or risk public humiliation. Which, in the quiet this morning, brings me back to the story of Will and Daisy, 
like Judah and Tamar, lived in a culture of intense social pressure. Their divorce left Daisy alone and scandalized with five children to raise on her own with whatever meager means she could scrounge in that day. She even graciously agreed to marry Will a second time later in life as he attempted to redeem himself and pull himself out of his endless cycle of poor choices and unfortunate circumstances. His death was a sad metaphor for his life. He was run over in the street. Not surprisingly, no one in my family talked about Will. I only learned his story because my great aunt investigated and wrote a short biography of her father, which there's a link to that biography on today's post at tombanderl.com for anyone interested. I believe that this biography was a daughter's attempt to understand and reconcile with a father who brought so much pain into her life. And thus I return to the fact that humans of every time and place in history are human. In that, there is nothing new under the sun. In Judah and Tamar's story, in Will and Daisy's story, you have two human beings navigating their own life journeys, complete with the obstacles of personal failings, generational sin, relational struggles, and cultural obstacles. Now, sometimes we're hampered by our own choices, and sometimes in our journey we're stuck with circumstances that were not of our own making. Sometimes we struggle against the systems of culture, religion, community, and society that are lined up against us. It's all part of our journeys and our stories. How I walk this journey will impact the legacy and the journeys of both my physical and spiritual descendants. So I'm trying to do it well. Hope you have a great day, my friend. I am on the road tomorrow, so we'll be back here on Thursday. Have a good one.